0: This episode of the Case for Safety Podcast is sponsored by Safety 2021. Welcome to the Case for Safety Podcast, our conversations with safety experts. Aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. We are just a few short weeks away from Safety 2021, and I'm very excited to welcome our uh, opening general session speaker who will be kicking things off at the conference, uh, Connie Podesta. Connie is a Hall of Fame keynote speaker and author, and she is here to give us a preview of what we can uh, look forward to at uh, Safety 2021. Connie, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, you are so welcome, Scott. Hello to all of you that are tuning in, and I cannot wait. And Scott is right. It's just a few weeks away, which God, we've been planning this. I I guess we should tell them, Scott. I mean, I was going to come, I think in 2020. And then of course we had to shut everything down. And then last year was a virtual and uh, bless their hearts. They listened to me because I'm really fun in person. You know, I interact with the audience and I don't use slides and I don't use PowerPoint and I don't do any of that. It's a very interactive and I'm funny. I'm a comedian. So you know, I said, well, I would love to do the virtual, but wow, uh, you know, if we could wait another year, it, it would mean so much to me to have the group in person. So, And you're coming to Texas now, and I live in Dallas, so I even get to have the whole group I wanted and have you all in one of my favorite cities in Texas, so that's going to be amazing.
0: Absolutely. Really looking forward to, uh, to seeing you and uh, all of our, our attendees in Austin. Now, the title of your presentation, which which I love, is, uh, is Standout Relationships, Life Would Be Easy If It Weren't For Other People. And you focus a lot in that on developing healthy relationships and improving communication. So I wonder if we could kind of dive a little bit into into that to, as I mentioned, just kind of give folks uh, a little preview of what they can look forward to at the conference.
1: Okay. Well, to be really honest, when I, I have a book and this was the first book I ever, I have several, but the, Life Would Be Easy If It Weren't For the People is my earliest one. I wrote the first one back in the early 1990s and I've done two uh, upgraded, improved versions and unfortunately, we live with some of those people, too. You know, I mean, no matter how much we love our spouses or partners, you know, we're very different. And sometimes we love them to death. And sometimes we're like, I don't even know how uh, this happened, which I think is really fun with with the lockdown and COVID and everything. Because, you know, I tell people, you know, those of us that took vow, are you married, Scott? Or yes,
0: you, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you take vows? yes. Out. And so you vowed in sickness and in health, right? Right. And you vowed till death do you part. Yes. Yeah, I guarantee you, neither of you vowed to be locked down in a small environment <laughs> for like <laughs> a year with with this person being your sole source of you know of, of interaction. And so you know, people say, "How do you have fun?" or "How do you do comedy about COVID?" And I said, "Because." there is definitely nothing at all funny about the situation, the deaths, the seriousness of it, not at all. However, when we look at relationships and I'm being the therapist here, when we look at relationships, it changed everything. So as a therapist, this was a very intriguing, sad, heartbreaking, but exciting year to look at what happened to relationships because most of us got closer to our kids most of our kids like us better, you know, Uh, most of us learned that we didn't need as much money and we didn't need as many things and we didn't need as many people. You know, a lot of things that were, have you found that, that a lot of things were so important to you before a year and a half ago may not be as high on your priority list.
0: Absolutely.
1: And so um, I think the, the good things that came out of this for a lot of people are in reanalyzing, reassessing, rethinking our priorities and what's important to us, especially when we couldn't see our friends and we couldn't see our families and we couldn't be with people. So, um, so I have found this to be a very interesting year and a half. And it's really, I've been in this business for thirty-two years, so it's also been fascinating to watch how this has changed business relationships and. For the really good people in business, for those of you listening, you have found some some real good things about this as well. You know, we've had to get closer to our clients and our customers. We've had to work differently with our colleagues and and our bosses. We've had to learn how to do uh, virtuals (laughs) and Zoom calls. And we've had to learn how to work from home with our kids walking by, our dogs on our lap. You know, when you think of all the things... That we've had to do. So I find for the most part, people have become a little um, easier to get along with, even though it's been a very difficult, difficult time. So life would be easy if it weren't for other people is a little different now than it was a year and a half ago. Because a year and a half ago, a lot of the people were, coll- I mean, we were in meetings incessantly and people were walking by our desks, you know, talking and we wanted to just like put duct tape over their mouth and were And so business is different, but that's been fun for me, because it's allowed me to kind of change what I talk about. And um, so I will tell your group this. I am not your typical speaker, if you can probably get that already. So I'm not going to have the six keys and the seven steps and we're not going to have the PowerPoint and all the slides. And and because I've got 30 hours of material and so I can talk about it, but I really have no idea what I'm going to say. And I won't have any idea really of everything I'm going to say, even as I'm walking on stage, because when you use people and you interact with people and you have discussions with people, I just have to go the direction that they go and so I'm really excited to be with your group. I'm excited for them to be a part of it. Um, I'm excited for them to have fun because for a lot of us, this hasn't been a very fun year. Uh, we've learned a lot and gotten closer, but we haven't laughed as much as we do normally. And so I promise your group is going to laugh uh, a lot with me, but not stupid laughter, not joke laughter. They're going to laugh because they're going, oh my goodness, I just did that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's me. Or wow, now I get why my wife and I had that argument last night because she said this and I was hearing this. So it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to become very self-aware and of not only yourself, that's a big one, but also of the people that are in your life, uh, both at home and at work.
0: That, that, that is a perfect segue into my, my next couple of questions. First, t- talking about COVID and just how much things have changed over the past year and a half, have you seen? You touched on it a little bit there. Have you seen that kind of as a almost a silver lining that, that people have changed the way they do business and communicate with each other throughout all this? People have looked at ways they can improve the way they do business as a result of of everything that's happened.
1: Oh, definitely. I think um, you know when you're meeting everybody face to face all the time, you're at work and having meetings after, and everyone's in the room and you we all start to take people for granted our customers our colleagues even our family we were rushing in and out and now all of a sudden it's totally switched upside down the family is the one that most of us have been with more and our colleagues and our friends and our customers we've been with less and that's very different than it was a year and a half ago it was the other way around and so as a therapist I was very sad over what was happening to a lot of families. You know, everybody's working hard and gone and the kids were doing a thousand things. I mean, unfortunately, there were kids that were on, you know, antidepressants and stuff when they were 10 and 12 years old. It was, you know, dance on Monday and this on Tuesday and this on Wednesday and mom was working and dad and everybody was so isolated. And so this has been very unique because we have been isolated for the world and from our city and from our neighbors but our families our friends our close whatever that bubble is um we've had to learn more about them but at the same time we've had to learn how to continue to sell and buy and manage and lead and run a business more remotely we can't just call everybody into a meeting and sit around and meetings have become shorter they become more intentional most of them you know, when you're having a Zoom meeting, you know, that you can't just walk in 10 minutes late. Every Your your, your spot on the screen is empty with just your name so everybody <laughs> notices it. Uh, people aren't, like, making eyes at, behind someone's back or texting because you're very visible on a Zoom or a meeting, team meetings call. Managers have had to um, definitely figure out how to manage and lead differently because, To be honest, Scott, one of the biggest fears of leaders was not having people in their eyesight. And that goes way back to like the 1800s when everybody was in one room and the boss was in a middle on a high rise desk so that they could look around at everybody, you know. And so. You know, before COVID, everyone was saying to me, well, we aren't comfortable with remote employees because we have no idea what they're going to be doing. So there was this fear that if you didn't see the employee all the time, they wouldn't do their work. And most companies have found that to be exactly the opposite. Most companies have found that sales have been up or workloads have been up or people are getting things in on time better. And at first that surprised all of them. But then when they thought about it, it's, it's because people can choose their own rhythm. Like I know employees now that wake up at four in the morning and do work from four to eight, which if it was a nine to five job, they could have never done that. You know, employees get up at six o'clock and work six to eight if they have a doctor appointment at nine to 11. In other words, when you have flexibility, people are really coming through. And most of them are really... um doing more work and working harder than they were when they were in the office nine to five. And managers have gotten used to managers that say, well, how do I lead someone if I can't see them? And I said, it's about results. You know, be clear at what you tell people to do and then hold them accountable and look at the results. Well, it was much easier just to watch them. Well, now they've had to be accountable. They've had leaders have had to explain things better They've had to put more in writing. They've had to look at results because they aren't watching the person all day. And the, the same goes with customers. You know, we couldn't just stop by and have a coffee or, you know, shoot the bull with somebody that we're doing. You know, the salespeople say, well, I'm just going to, you know, talk and we're going to. And then before you know it, I didn't even sell anything. Well, no one's doing that. Now you're calling someone or you're having a Zoom call with them and you know that what your time is and you know you have to sell and you can't just sit and talk nonsense or day to day and forget to close the deal. So I feel like companies aren't really going to go back totally to the way it was before (laughs) because we trust people more. I mean, that's for a psychology person, that makes me really happy that I think we trust people more
0: absolutely that's a great point i think yeah that's that's absolutely been the case that you know you you prove that trust through your work that i you know your boss doesn't have to have their eyeballs on you for you to to be productive and you know the the workforce has really really shown that um, something else uh, you you touched on a little bit earlier with your with your session you know people becoming more more self-aware and uh, intentional and in thinking about how they they do their work what, what are some other of the big takeaways that you hope people will gain from from your session that they, they can then take back to both their personal life and at their organizations
1: well one big thing is that you don't have to use PowerPoint every single time you need to tell somebody something. <laughs> PowerPoint has always driven me crazy because as an audience person, I just hated it. And you know, the worst is the person has the PowerPoint and then they read the PowerPoint and you're like, well, Oh my goodness. You know, if you're going to read it to me, just give me a handout, you know, go to Starbucks. Let me have a cup of coffee while you're doing this. And so I, one of the things is not even about what I'm teaching. It's about being engaged in a different way of learning because they're going to see that I have amazing content, but I can still be funny. Number one, there's a lot of people that don't understand those two things go together. Not only do they go together, but the more fun I am, the more interactive I'm in, the more likely they are to remember the things I say. And because people, when you're having a good time and someone's teaching you something, you don't get offensive or offended. You don't get your feelings hurt. You know, I can say really tough things about behaviors that people have and people are nodding, going, laughing, going, yeah, that's me. But if I had had like a two PowerPoint presentation on that, you know, saying this is what happens and I'm acting like the big expert. Now you don't have people laughing. Now people are like, well, where did she get that? She didn't know anything about me and what, you know. So I want them to be immersed in a session that where they feel like sometimes just talking to people and just being honest with people and just sitting on the edge of your desk and looking and saying to people, here's what I want. And, and I may make a mistake or I may say the wrong word. I may not, you know, that's how people talk, but it gets more, it garners more trust and energy and buy-in and consensus when people trust and believe in us. And I think sometimes we use too many PowerPoints to, um, you know, to cover up. So I think PowerPoints have their place. I'm doing this and there's probably three people going, oh my God, I'm speaking right after and I'm doing PowerPoint. So PowerPoint has its place, but I want them to know that no PowerPoint also has its place. And I want them to see me interacting with people. I want them to see how sometimes a lot of the things, I mean, these people are in occupational health and safety. There's so many examples, so many stories, so many ways to connect because this is a very... um, This is a very serious type job. I mean, this is important stuff that people need to know and learn and behave, right, in a certain way so that they're not hurt and that they're safe and they're well. So I am not belittling the seriousness of what they do, but I do want them to know that sometimes stepping down a little bit or away a little bit and becoming a little more of a person to person talking. Sometimes psychologically gets more buy-in in the end.
0: Absolutely, and that's such a a, a huge topic in, in this field. As I talk to safety professionals and others, you know, getting that buy-in and that communication and that trust, which is so necessary in any field, but yet particularly in this field when you you know your job is making sure that everybody goes home safely.
1: It's a, it's a very serious job. I mean, it's different than selling a widget or whatever, if someone doesn't use it right or drops it on the floor. But this is, this is serious business. And this is about people's lives. And this is about things that they have got to know. So without at all making that less, I do want them to understand though, that the end result is there in sales, right? <laughs> I mean, Anytime we're trying to get buy-in from someone and trying to get consensus and ownership, which is what, if you're in occupational health and safety, that's what we're doing. That's what the, this my audience should be doing is leaders are trying to get buy-in and consensus from their employees. Uh, salespeople are trying to get buy-in and consensus, support people. I mean, we're either trying to get buy-in and consensus from other colleagues, our clients, our family, our friends, our parents. I mean, no matter what conversation we're in our end goal is to get on the same page with them. And that's going to make our life easier, whether we're at home or at work.
0: Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to, to add about uh, your session? You, uh, you'd you like our uh, listeners to know as uh, as we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I really like vanilla latte. So if they really like my session, that's just like, come find. <laughs> no, I, I want all of you listening to just know that This is a session that's not just going to talk about work. It's going to talk about relationships all over your life, anywhere in your life, at any level of your life. When you're in psychology, there's no sense in me just teaching them things and them going, well, that's going to help me be better at work. I want them to also say, oh, my goodness, that's going to help me better with my partner. And, oh, I have a kid that's being kind of a jerk right now. I don't know what deal is, but that's really going to help me with him. And I have one parent and I have one friend and I have a customer. I don't want them just to be thinking that they're going to leave and just be better at one little area in their life. I want them to think that in this session, they're going to learn mostly about themselves, which is really if any change, the first thing that has to happen is self-awareness. And that's what I'm really good at. I'm really good at helping people look at themselves without any, hurt feelings or being angry or mad, then I'm really good at helping people take that and then look at every other relationship in their life and have a better sense of now I get why that didn't work. That's my goal. My goal is that for all the people in their life where it's, quote, not working as good as it should be, this is going to give them a few tips, strategies and ideas where they're going to leave and go, okay, I get it better now. Because if we can change all of the relationships in our life, just an iota, just start to get along with the people that we care about the most, just a little bit better. I mean, how cool is that?
0: I think uh, that that's a great note to end on. So uh, thank you so much again for coming on, Connie. I know I'm, I'm really excited uh, for your session and I hope our uh, uh, listeners are as well. And we uh, look forward to seeing you at uh, Safety 2021. Okay, thank you, that. Join us for Safety 2021 to gain top quality education from leaders in occupational safety and health, network with thousands of other Osh professionals, and learn about the latest product and service innovations in the field. The Safety 2021 Professional Development Conference and Exposition will take place September 13th through the 15th, both online and in person in Austin, Texas. Learn more and register at safety.assp.org. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at assp.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSPSafety. We'll see you next time.